0: The time clock, so that's not a problem it's the uh, hopefully there's gonna be more than one odd this month anyway yeah, it's substance it's a nice day in May, so I figured I have some reliable people that I know if I tweet at them enough, they could come- they'll come on or talk a lot. One's one of my favorite authors. I talked to him I think two years ago when he released book and then during the pandemic or when I got the royalties from mine, I'm like, I won't get a hardcover of his because he's got mine. It's Tom Flight. He wrote a, he wrote he wrote his book Middlesbrough. I let him take about five minutes to talk about. It. But it it what I wanted to have him on again to talk Middlesbrough of this year and what kind of to expect out of this. what's oh, up man hey tom hey hey duffy
1: yes i'm here
0: okay um, hey tom are you there oh
1: it should be it says connected so looking at my phone but um I, you know, it's been a while. I didn't even realize Neil Warnock was uh, the manager of Middlesbrough. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I didn't know if he was still. On. I mean, I listened to the Borough breakdown, so it was. It was kind of. It's been kind of fun to listen to him, and I mean, I just finished Tom's book for the second time. You're joking. You're joking. You're you're joking, and it's about the um, year that the. Um, Wow, there's a lot of ums in that. Wow, um, <laughs> it's when Steve Gibson built the Riverside and yeah. had, I mean, you know, and all that fun coming in there. So you know, it, it's a, it was an interesting year. You know, I was surprised that near Walner came out of retirement that one mm-hmm. part of the one part of the year. So and continued because I thought he had already said he was done.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's, I think he's been retiring for years. Cause I mean, how yeah. many teams has he managed? Uh, it's been a ton. So, yeah. And the championship, I think that's actually <laughs> a great, great level for him. Cause you know, I think he, he's one of the guys that likes to get him up and then fine. We'll find another team to get it, bring up. So.
0: Yeah. that's got to be the fun. Now, gotta see Tom, are you still, are you still around?
1: It must be a a mic issue because it says he's connected, but uh, you know, yeah. we can't hear him.
0: So, yeah. Oh, there well, we go. We just lost that him. That <laughs> explains it. <laughs> yeah. That explains well, it. will probably be back. Yeah, but that that makes it that makes it a little bit easier on there. So. Yeah. Anyway, um. There he is. There we
2: go. Tom's back. Now you can hear me now. Yeah,
0: we can hear you. Yeah. We, we
1: figured there had to be some issue because we're like, Tom, are you there? And yeah. it looks like you were there, but you're yeah. probably. Hey guys, I'm talking.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what, don't know what it was. There. It said. It said it wasn't on me. I don't know what's going on there. Sorry about that.
0: That's yeah, all right. No problem. So yeah. I mean, I'm I'm used to having to wing it. I've been winging it for ten years at this point, so it's nothing new. Um, give us like a, a couple minutes. Uh a brief synopsis of your book where we can get it and all that to kind of start this off.
2: Yeah. So it's um, it's um, it's called you joking it and it's about Middlesbrough's 96, 97 season, um, which was just a, it was a, a kind of a crazy season for, in Middlesbrough's history. Um, we, uh, and it was around about this time where we built the new stadium and Steve Gibson had bought the club and he was just pouring all his personal fortune into the c- club and, all the early money from Sky, the Murdoch money was kind of like flowing around the the, the Premier League at that point. So uh, I mean, it was just a really exciting time to be a fan. And we, we bought all these exotic players from these clubs like, you know, Ravinelli from Juventus. And we bought Juninho. And Emerson was this swashbuckling Brazilian midfielder who could score from 30 yards whenever he wanted. So it was it was a really exciting time. Um, but it, it all kind of uh, fell apart. Um and we, uh, yeah, so yeah, so we we ended up getting relegated, but we also went on these two epic cup runs, and we'd never been to a final before in our history, and we got to two that season, and we we lost both of them. So it was it was kind of a tragic uh, tragic tale, but um, it's one that kind of you know any anyone who was alive to witness it, you know, it, it was kind of one of those seasons that you never forget. So uh, that's why I wrote a book, um, and it, it's available um, from you know Amazon and. Uh, um, you know bookshops in, in middlesbrough area i know i'm not sure how far out of middlesbrough you can get the book in a bookshop but um you can get it online and uh yeah uh, we came you out, it out a year you ago. can get it out of
0: blackwell
2: you can get it out of blackwells
0: in london too because yeah. that's how i got that's how i got it into town because it's the, the funny thing is with the, um and i love the publisher you go through that's where i'm going to park my next one mm-hmm. is that they're all over the place i mean literally you can find it. Unfortunately, American Amazon puts the books out six months beyond because there's a lot of those publishing ones that I've wanted right away. Yeah. So I just go over to Blackwells and going, okay, Tom, Scrag, I'm just going one, two, three, four I've literally yeah, I've gotten everybody's and that's that was the quick way to find yours.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So,
1: Middlesbrough hasn't only been to two finals in their history. I,
2: well, I well, find we've, that f- we've been to a few shocking. more since that. We've been to a few. Oh, okay. more since that Yeah, we, so we got we got to the League Cup and the FA Cup final that year. That was the first time in 120 years we'd ever been to a mm. final. So that's pretty. And then we got to the. Wow. We got to the Coca Cola Cup final the next year, which we lost. And then we, in 2004, we won our first ever trophy.
1: Okay.
2: Carling Cup, and then we got to the UEFA Cup final in 2006. Those are the only finals we've been to. We've lost four, one, one. Still
1: okay. Five finals in. In
2: that, that's. Yeah. That's why. That's Uh, why when I go on Twitter and I see all these Arsenal fans, you know, you know, cutting their wrists about how depressed they are about that, I'm like, you know, you you really need to uh, try be a Middlesbrough fan because.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I have a friend of mine. He's Sounder fan too, but he's also an Arsenal fan, and oh. It's like dude really yeah yeah maybe back in the days of uh, of the French connection or whatever it meant well because that was when I first started watching English football you know that Dennis Berg camp and that team that team was just fun to watch but that was uh, great. yeah yeah you know, uh, but yeah come on man
0: yeah, uh, one, yeah. one of those fun, one of those fun ones that was mentioned that during during the early part of this year, you, you you actually sent me a pdf of the book when i had you on last year but during the um early part of the show i'm like tom's got my book it would be too it would be stupid for me not to put his book in my collection at this point because i'm, I'm looking down the list i'm like i've got a black i've got the blackburn book i've got the switch book i've got this i got that i'm like I've gotta to buy Tom's book just mm-hmm. just to read it again and have it there because it it goes with everything. Now Thanks Steven. Were you were you surprised when they brought Neil Warnock out of retirement to
2: replace Jonathan Woodgate? Um yeah, I was pretty I was pretty surprised, but also um I know that Steve Gibson had always He'd always had his eye on Warnock. I think he'd approached him a few times, but it hadn't been the right time. So I knew that Gibson had always saw Warnock as a, as a, as someone that he kind of thought would be a manager one day. Mm-hmm. And um, so when Woodgate, when that when that kind of thing just fell apart, I think uh, Gibson just, you know, Warnock wasn't like I say, Warnock was basically in retirement. He just said, "Do you fancy it?" And I guess Warnock was just, you know, he just, he just can't say no to that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a surprise. But, um, I mean, he, he came in, had an instant impact, and he kept us up last year. And this year's, you know, it has, hasn't been a uh, much to celebrate. But at least we're not, you know, fighting relegation like we were last year. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, it was it was definitely a surprise.
1: That I always thought. We, I mean, I. Whether you like Jonathan Woodgate or not, I always thought that was kind of a, a stretch uh, as a manager. I mean, it's yeah. it's but, always tough. I like to see guys actually kind of work up there, just because it's. I mean, it's, sometimes you can throw them in the deep end and it works, but
2: um, yeah, you know, not I, very often. So. Oh, I, I mean, I, I was desperate for him to do well because you know he was a local lad and he was yeah he, he really loved he, did, he really loved the club and he'd come back a few times to kind of play for us. But and like the, the idea was that you know we were going to start really a proper rebuild and then was gonna, you know we were we we're going to start thinking long term rather than mm-hmm. short term, which is what Gibson's been doing recently, which is yeah. kind of part of the problem. But I mean, yeah, like Woodgate was out of his depth. I I, I think he I think he did show some promise as a coach. I know a lot of fan, Borough fans kind of don't have it. You know, they think he was basically just, like, totally out of his depth. But I think he need he needed. He needed someone in his team who had a bit of experience. It was it was him and Robbie Keane was his, his assistant, and he had no experience either, really. Yeah. And you know Woodgate's doing great at Bournemouth right now, and he's, he's got Harry Redknapp there, kind of behind the scenes helping him out. Mm-hmm. If we had that kind of figure last season, I, I reckon that would have made all the difference uh, for Woodgate. Um, so it, it's, it's a shame the way it happened, but but um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Woodgate isn't crying about it now because he's doing so good at Bournemouth.
1: Right, and that's the thing. You're right, though. You have that that guy who's been there, you know, as a, as a sounding board, if nothing else, yeah. you know, um, you can say, Hey, no, I've been here. We'll be fine. You know, just do this, you know, but we, if you're, we, you know, and you know, Robbie Keane, he don't have, yeah, you don't have that guy. So, you
2: know, yeah, I don't and, know what to do. And you, <laughs> you, like we go, like last season, we go on runs like over Christmas, we went on, we went on a great run and he got manager of a month, but you could just see that every time there was a, Something came up. He just, you could just see, he didn't really know, what to, didn't really know what to do. And I, like, I, I reckon that's just where, where an experienced Ed would have just helped him out, because you know he was, he was basically learning on the, on the job, which is, Man. and you know, championship is ruthless. You know, there's no, uh, you know, this is, this pretty tough league to, to...
1: championship is my favorite league to watch in England. I've watched that over the Premier League all the time, just because it's such a, it's such a. It's such, people, I don't think people here, I don't think realize how intense. You know, you're going, you know, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, yeah, pretty much all year, because because there's so many teams and there's so many games. So yeah, a, it, I love watching it. It's my favorite league to watch. in yeah, England.
2: Like like I'm, like say like when when you when you're doing well, it's like games is just relentless, and you just like it's like Saturday, and you're like oh, we've already got game Tuesday, and it's exciting. But when mm-hmm. you're not doing well, it's just brutal because you're like you get beat on a Saturday and it's like, Oh my God, it's already Tuesday. We're already going to the game too. But, uh, yeah, it, it is a, it's a great league. I, yeah, I definitely prefer to the premier league.
1: Fair enough. I, I do also, I think it, it tends to, uh, build on itself. So if you're going great, great, you know, it's two more game, two more couple more days. We have another game yeah. you know, and continue the streak. Everybody's happy. But if you're in a slump, you know, Oh God, another game, you know, and then it's just, it just piles on. And that's not even counting the League Cup and the FA Cup and, and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, exactly. And, and then the uh, – are they in the uh, – um God, what's the name? The the other League Cup, the lower level one, I can't, the check a trade trophy? Or yeah. is that just the league leagues below the championship? Or is the championship in that tro- that cup too?
2: Yeah, I no, I, I think that's League One and below is and that. Okay. Yeah, championship doesn't skip that one. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch – League one and down, that I mean,
0: as I know, it, having played football manager way too damn much in the last year and a half, <laughs> damn pandemic. um with this year obviously it's you, you weren't going to pick right, pick right up, but is Neil going to stay around for another year and help a transition between two, or is this, we're
2: just going to get to the end of the season and go from there? No, he signed a contract for the next season, so he's got he's got one more year. He signed another an extra year, so he's going for it next season. Um, I I doubt that. I mean, if he gets us promoted, I'm sure that he'll stay. But, um, yeah, I think next year is like like you say I think it. Hopefully, it'll be a kind of transition, and uh, he'll he'll kind of get the squad sorted and get things tidied up a bit, and then we can plan to have a a new manager come in. I mean and that was that was kind of what we what Gibson was doing with Tony Pulis when, uh, when he came in. Um, but that was kind of botched with Woodgate. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, it's been, it has been, a. Uh, I mean, it has, there's some, the, the, the season's kind of just had its life sucked out of it over the last few months. I mean, there's just no real uh, energy or excitement in the, from Borough fans from what, from what I kind of experienced. I mean, I know that I, I watch games and listen to them, but um, you know, it's, it's just become kind of background noise for the last few weeks. It's just like there's almost nothing to to watch. But I do think that I do think there's there is a spine to that team, which I think Warnock could get his, could 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 turn into something. And like he's he's definitely taken a worse group of players up in the past. So if he if he has a, a summer to prepare, I mean, I, I don't know. Next season could be interesting.
0: Yeah, because he really didn't have a summer. So, I mean, this how has how has this strange year been for Middlesbrough. Because for everybody it's been strange. But for for Middlesbrough, what has it been like? Because it's you don't have the money pouring in where you could just, okay, I need a whole new midfield. This has got to be this has to be
2: really tough for Gibson and Warnock. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean I know I know I know the uh, money is tight and it's um, and like this, the second half of the season, we brought in people like Alassi and um, Cabano from Fulham. And they, they, they've been exciting, but they're on loan. Like I don't think we have the caliber to bring to buy players like that outright. So mm-hmm. so I think we have to be pretty shrewd in the loan market. Um, we're losing two strikers, uh, Britt Belonga, Ashley Fletcher. They're both leaving on freeze in the summer. Um, they were both on big wages. So, I mean, that could free up a bit of money in the wage bill um but yeah i mean Warnock's going to have to be very uh, very shrewd in the in the transfer market um yeah I we 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 need a new striker we need we need some more creativity in the team um but it's going to be it's going to be tough so yeah
1: i don't think there's going to a lot of clubs are going to be in that we don't have a lot of money to spend uh after last year and this year cuz yeah. um, you know I don't know how, uh, how many people are getting to go into the Riverside. Um, you know, I have family that live, uh, in Worcester. So, okay, but I'm not sure, you know, and I know, um, they've been kind of, they haven't been out a whole lot. So, um, Yeah, since this whole thing started. So, but I can't, I don't know what it's like in Middlesbrough, how many fans are able to come in, or, you know, if it's been empty stadiums and just on TV. Yeah, it's been, uh, been and that's, that's not going to (laughs) work.
2: No, no, yeah. I know. I mean, it's been, it's been empty so far. And I I guess the season ends tomorrow. So, um, I, uh, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's, 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 Times, I mean, hopefully, you know, next season, hopefully we'll be able to start with a full crowd, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's certainly, uh, I mean, Gibson, he's always put his own money into the club, but I know that the way, the way he talks these days, it's, uh, he, he's, things are definitely uh, not looking good.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think if you're in like League One or League Two, or they, you know, they don't have a lot of television. Uh, coverage maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, I can't even imagine what the what the books there look like. So um, yeah, you know, and the, and in the best of times in League One and League Two, uh, the, it's primarily red ink anyway. Uh, but that's um, yeah, I would hate to uh, be an accountant trying to figure out uh, the books for a uh, uh, football club yeah. these that, days it, and anywhere you know. Definitely,
2: yeah.
0: Is the the, does the EFL have a plan to start easing fans back in, or are they doing it by
2: by whatever the local government is telling them? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, in England, the 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 magic date is like June seventeenth or something. That's when everything's supposed to kind of open up, Um, all all the lockdown, all the restrictions. So. In theory, you know, if that if that happen, I mean, they've said it's not it's not set in place. Like, if there's new strains from somewhere infects the country, then they will have to revise it. But they're still on course to open up everything by June seventeenth. It's something like that. It's June June something. Yeah. Um, so the the plan is that in the at the start of the next season, you know, stadiums will be able to fill up. So nice. uh, so yeah, so I mean, that, that's that's the plan. We just got to hope that nothing else is gonna. You know, there's not going to be another strain that's going to ruin everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I can't see another season uh, like this where there's no fans because, uh, you know, I think the t- owners are treading water hoping that something will happen. But at some point, you know, <laughs> there is there is a limit to how much money you can lose, you know. Uh, and I'm not just talking about in England. I'm talking about all over oh, you know, here uh, as well because, uh, you know, it's not like the NFL where they don't need fans in the stands because their TV contract is so massive. Yeah. Uh, but that's an animal on itself. The rest of the oh. world, world needs – most of the most of times yeah. you need people. And, and it's just – I'm sorry. I mean, I love watching games, but it's just not the same when it's an empty stadium. No, I – It's yeah. not. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I as I like a
2: neutral, I, mean, I watch Borough games, but I just, I just can't really watch – of a football, like you know, I used to watch, you know, a few couple of Premier League games every weekend. But mm-hmm. there's, I mean, this is something about it. It just, it just doesn't feel the same. It's just like a, it's like, no. a, like a glorified friendly. I just, I just can't get it. I know. I mean, I mean, even the Champions League. I know everyone's, you know, there've been some great matches in the Champions League this year. But I just can't really, I just can't really get it. But.
1: I understand because I'm the same way. You know, I haven't watched, Uh, and I, I was you. I used to get up. You know, I'm up early, like three o'clock in the morning. Normally, for work and stuff, um, on Saturday, I'm off, I'm up, I'm on ESPN watching, okay, which game do I want, you know, the championship game live, I'll watch that, and this other one I'll watch on tape when it's over, and then, I, I, it's usually my whole morning, Yeah. Um, and now I just, uh, you know, you know, unless my team is playing, or, you know, I I just don't bother, uh, so.
2: Yeah, that's no, sad. Yeah, hopefully next year, we'll be back to... Yeah. And you know, it will be awesome. Like, it, you know, that first weekend when the fan, when the steams are full, it's, it's going to be awesome to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's part of the uh, charm, you know, hearing the people in the crowd singing, you know, uh, and just the din of of crowds in the stands, that's part of the experience. And and when it's on TV, you still notice that. I'd rather see that than just see the, the, the covered sections with ad space trying. I mean, I get why they're doing it, desperately trying to, you know make whatever they can so mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean i get it i understand i mean i want them to if they can sell it great because yep. they're not making any other money um yeah but yeah so but yeah 10th you're right at the middle of the table or it's 10 how many there's so yeah it's middle of the table 10th place is that correct
2: yep 10th yeah so yeah, so I think hopefully we can you know hold on to that tenth you know so we can be top ten. But you know we were kind of flirting with the playoffs, maybe fe- January February. You know, was, you know if we went on a run, we could have made the playoffs. But we kind of dwindled off, and we just went on a bit of a bit of a bleak run. So uh, I mean, you know, seasons like this are just it's not gonna be it's not gonna be much of a memorable season. But maybe there's a, maybe something has happened this season that we'll like appreciate later on like yeah. we've got a great academy and quite a few young players have kind of come through and made made their mark this season so uh maybe they'll maybe they'll step up next season and they'll make a big difference um like we got there's a guy um uh, who just uh a guy who just got <laughs> his first goal uh, at the club so we'll um we'll see how that goes yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens It's
1: crazy. I mean, i I mean, just to uh, put—uh—put yourself in your opponent's shoes tomorrow, Wickham. I mean, I think a lot of their fans. I mean, for me, I would just—I mean, I don't think they've ever been that high uh, in their history. I could be wrong. Um, No, I think right. Yeah,
2: this is the first season they've ever been in this level. So,
1: I figure that even the fans know they're probably going right back down. I mean, I mean, technically, they have a shot at staying up if they, you know, they. If no, results I, fall their way, because oh, no, I think
2: I think they need they need to win something like seventeen zero to stay. Oh, home.
1: okay. No, yeah. you're right because they would just tie Darby on points, and yeah. they're minus thirty three, and Darby's only minus twenty two. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I think they figured going in. they were just playing with house money. They get to go to they get to see new grounds. That's the one thing I think. Uh, people here. I mean, if our country was a little smaller, uh, and maybe it's just the the football nerd in me. Uh, for me, the the only the cool thing about going to another division is cause you get to go to different grounds that you've probably never been to before. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, yeah, you know, I mean, going back down to league one after, you know, Wickham and the championship just seems weird anyway, because, uh, I played them on, on FIFA once and I picked them cause they were like the lowest team I could possibly pick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, see if I can get them into the Premier league. Uh, and I did. So, uh, but you know yeah. i i i don't know how i mean for them i think the biggest trophy they could ever conceivably win besides the league or the championship of their league is like the check trade trophy because you know yeah. they're probably not going to win the fa cup maybe get a game here or there you know, yeah but.
2: i mean yeah i mean they're a tiny club i mean it, it was a great story that they got promoted last season but um yeah i mean they they, they were they were they were never going to cut it in the, of the championship and um so, yeah, it's no, it's no surprise it went down. But, I mean, I mean, Borough fans are online. They're saying like, "Oh, we should just throw it again, win seventeen nil." Just for the crap. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Now, Sheffield, uh, they could stay up if they get a result because they're only one. They're actually goal differentials better than Darby's. but um, yeah, you know.
2: yeah, yes, so, but yes, Derby needs to get at least a point. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's 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 the kind of a story to watch in tomorrow. So what did
1: what did Sheffield get deducted six points for? Uh, was it the usual financial irregularity, or uh, I didn't even know they had. I just saw it on my on my little note here. It says at the bottom, Wednesday deducted six points. Oh, oh that's not good.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it was to do with like the financial fair play stuff. They, okay, uh, I think they were involved in that kind of. They sold their stadium to themselves mm-hmm. or something. Uh, but I think, yeah, I, I remember that. that. I think Derby did the same thing, but for some reason Derby got away with it. Uh, yeah, I
1: think there might have been a way to do. I think I don't think that that in itself is bad, but how they put it in the books, right. maybe you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a total dodge because you know it's not like they. Uh, it's like I took money out of this piggy bank and put it in this piggy bank over here, but it's still yeah. my piggy bank. So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean. I mean, I, I kind of, like, there's something dodgy going on, with, going on with Derby as well. So, like, I wouldn't be bad <sighs> if they went down t- tomorrow. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It,
0: it still would be fun that with the dream team of talent that they have on the sideline and players that we have to pay attention to, that, they, that Wayne Rooney's first attempt as a manager will be taking a team, taking a big team down.
2: <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah.
0: I mean, he doesn't even have his badges yet. I think it's like Shay Given actually has everything, but he can't take it because it's not Wayne Rooney, the greatest player of all time in the world for everything.
1: I mean, I think that would have been better for Darby if they would have brought in Wayne. If they get I mean, I think that was totally just to get people to get and go to the. Yeah to the stadium, to yeah. right park, but no fans, so it's like, oh, it didn't even yeah. work. Yeah, yeah no. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, think he completely washed as a player. So that's that's that's
1: You should stay not, in DC. Well. I mean, personally, I mean, he was doing quite well at DC. Yeah. And he gave them they they, you know, he gave them some some bite, you know. They hadn't had that kind of fire uh, on their team literally since um you know, back in the early days of uh, you know Echeverry and Moreno, and then I can't remember the other big Argentine they'd had. You know, the guy after them, and, not, and his name is escaping me, which is driving me crazy because you know. But they hadn't had that. They've been uh, they've been floundering for ages, and then they finally get somebody. And whether he can play every day or not, he still uh, he still has that you know that fire you know and yeah, that's And he lifted them up. You know, he got them into the playoffs and they played pretty well. You know,
2: I. Yeah, I. Maybe I he's it.
1: just homesick. I don't know. But.
0: Uh, but we'll see. Hey, you know. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, I mean, uh, do you. So the, there's a. Are you guys able to bring in count? That's not one I've ever. You hear of these random clubs that have really good reaches and it's like middlesbrough school you never really hear either way
2: on about a youth academy yeah yeah no we, we we've got like uh so in the um in the uh, this is all part of like gibson's plan like he had this you know he wanted to make those for this big club but he also wanted to make this uh, them into this great kind of breeding ground of of like young players and like everyone in in Middlesbrough and Teesside, like you know, it's, it's a big footballing town, so it's, you know every kid kicks a ball. So mm. there's a lot, there was a lot of talent there. I and mean, then in the mid 2000s, when McLaren was manager, like he he was really good at bringing those players into those first team lineup. So so it's quite quite a few players, like um like Stuart Downing is definitely the most famous, Uh James Morrison, and then Adam Johnson and David Wheaters. And, uh, we, 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 have, we, have, we had a constant stream of like players coming in, coming through. I mean, in, into the 20, 2010s, people like, uh, Ben Gibson were coming through and he he's turned into the, uh, quality defender. And, um, mm. and right now we've got, we've got well, Dale Fry Like he's kind of been courted by a lot of Premier League teams. I think he's going to be a great, great defender. He, he'll make it in the We've got Nathan Wood. who he was, he's Dean Gordon's son. He's, he was, a, he played left back for Borough about 20 years ago. Um, he's uh he he's looking like he's going to be a top player um so yeah i mean we we we, we don't always they don't always go on to be you know world class but we uh, the clubs produce a lot of have always produce a lot of like players that, that go on and uh and have careers in football and we we yeah. we seem to have a good little um a good crop of players coming through now and it's a perfect chance for them to to kind of take take their chance so yeah we'll we'll, we'll see what happens but Definitely Dale Fry, Nathan Wood, are the two which I'm most excited about next season because so I reckon they've they've got the they've got the talent to be uh, to go all the way. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Is it is it Middlesbrough the one where Brian Clough came up through? Who, sorry? Did not Brian Clough come
2: up through the academy? Well, come through, become a player at Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah, he played for Middlesbrough. He played for he played 300 games. He he scored like. Two hundred and ninety goals in three hundred games. He's, he's one of our highest ever scorers. He was uh he's a he's a bit of a legend as a player at Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah, because he was a hell of a player before before his leg injury. But
0: I kind of remember with him is that the Sunderland thing is later is that he either he left and went there, or that he came through one of the two. Because I I read it his by the actual big biography, not the provided you don't kiss me, or that's there's, there's one that's great on it, but I just seem to remember there's in the past, there's some very good players that have come through. Obviously, Wolf Manion in the beginning, but yeah, there's some even before
2: Gibson got there that are well known. Oh, big time, yeah. We had like uh, like Gary Pallister, he he got his start in Middlesbrough, like he was he was he was the highest. He was the biggest transfer signing in uh, the country when Ferguson took him to United. Uh, Stuart Ripley, um, uh, Tony Mowbray, like yeah, in, in the 80s we had a we had a quality team of like local lads. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it was great. I mean, that's why. That's, I mean, that's what. I mean, Middlesbrough is a footballing town. I mean, like Brian Clough, he 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 grew up in, he grew up in Middlesbrough and. He, he, that's where he got his play and he yeah he, he, he went to Sunderland late, later and that's when he broke his leg and his yeah. career ended but he I mean he was a hell of a player like if it, if he had played like a, a, a striker of that quality he only played twice for England but he could have been a he, he was one of the best strikers in the country but he was playing in the second division for Middlesbrough for most for most of his career yeah. I mean, it's just crazy I like Is Middlesbrough and he,
1: Oh, sorry. Um, is Middlesbrough a one club town, or do they have a? Bu- I don't know how. I'm not familiar with, with that area very much. So, how, do they have a some smaller clubs there, or are you primarily you have Middlesbrough, and that's you know that's it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. One, one, one club in Middlesbrough. Yeah, and there's there's like smaller smaller towns around about like Darlington and Hartlepool. They're like close okay, yeah. But, um, but, but but you know they they consider themselves separate. But yeah, it's definitely one town.
1: All right. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, some, you know, like, uh, Birmingham, which has two. So yeah. yeah. Cause that's the area where my family, my mom is, was is English and she was from, she was from Corby. If you're familiar with Corby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, the steel, the steel town, uh, apparently. So that's what my grandfather did. He was, uh, he worked in steel. So, which I think everybody's grandpa in England at some point yeah. was a steel worker. Um, or something of that nature. But, yeah,
2: that's awesome. But,
1: but that's yeah, that good. was my, you know, one club because that which is good. Then you have, you know, you have your, you have that whole base uh, to draw on. So
2: yeah, you know. yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm like, you know, our two biggest rivals, uh, Newcastle and Sunderland, mm-hmm. but we're always kind of like the, the we're kind of the bridesmaid about that Rivalry. of I mean, Newcastle and Sutherland, They don't. They always kind of say they don't really consider Middlesbrough to be a rival, but Middlesbrough always say that you know they're our big rivals, So we're kind of left out with a little bit. But yeah, that's about usually our biggest rivals.
1: Yeah, that sounds like Vancouver.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit. You know, well,
1: yeah. <laughs> of the uh, Cascadia. Yeah, I mean, they are a rival, but we don't hate Vancouver like we hate Portland. You know, Portland. Yeah. Yeah, you know, now we want to beat them, but nah, we don't hate them
2: yeah that's exactly what it is yeah
0: yeah yeah like I don't hate duffy even though he's a sounders guy <laughs> and i and I'm a timbers guy i mean it's, you can't you can hate the city completely yeah but that's that's that goes all the way back to the sonics for me, but that's and yeah. I know that's a that's a real punchy subject for Seattle people and
1: uh, yeah at, don't just don't buy Starbucks, you know everyone uh talks about uh you know the other owners and stuff, but we had a Seattle guy's the one that sold him out of town. You know, it's not like he, you know, hadn't made a lot of money selling the three dollar cup of coffee. So, uh, oh really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they think about it. Too. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, yeah, and Starbucks are everywhere. You know, so yeah, and he's the guy sold him out of town, and the city, and the state, and the and the, you know they 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 folded like. a you know, like a cheap, you know, the deal is we're going to fight the whole way. And then soon as, uh, it looked like they're going to move. All right. You know, we're not going to sue, you know, and then they just went and became the Milton Keynes dons of Oklahoma city, you know, basically, yeah. which in England, <laughs> which is crazy. Cause here it happens all the time. Teams are always moving, which, you know, the Raiders, they moved from Oakland to LA back to Oakland. Now they're in Las Vegas. So, yeah. um, but in England, that never happened. I mean, Milton Keynes. I mean, that you know, and I, when I first started, I said, well, it what's a big deal? Franchises move all the time, and then I looked into it. Not in England, they don't. You know, it yeah, just no. doesn't happen.
2: Oh, uh, it, 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 I mean, it, 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 just, it just wouldn't be allowed to happen. I mean, if you look at the the, the scenes at Old Trafford last weekend, I mean, imagine that times a thousand that they tried to move. Yeah. It, the only the only reason MK Dons were able to do it was because Wimbledon didn't really have any fans, so they were like. You know, we don't really have any fans here, so we might as well just move where we can try and get a fan base. Yeah, uh, but be, these clubs which have established fan base. I mean, the, and I, I, I like I've got re- my relatives in in, in uh, obviously in Texas. Like, mm. I I I, I yeah, I've tried to explain to them like you could. There is no chance that yeah. a team would just m- would move to another city in um in England.
1: Yeah. Well, just ask people yeah. if they're in te- Texas. Say, what if the Cowboys decided to move to you know we're going to stay in the south we're in the southwest because we're you know we're the cowboys we're going to move to albuquerque you know yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, th- they would they would have there would be a meltdown in texas
2: you know yeah so. wait so why too but the starbucks make a ton of money off that deal, or
1: no i i mean i think he uh i think he ended up selling it cuz he couldn't get the the sweetheart deal from the uh from the uh state for the stadium which crazy enough is where this the hockey team stadium is gonna be so and my thing uh I know it's not soccer but my beef with the sonics and the whole deal was uh the city wanted to build a brand new arena you know years ago when the owner was Barry Ackerley and he, Because they wanted not to go into the – they wanted to build a whole new separate arena that was going to be big enough for them and potentially get a NHL franchise. But that owner at the time did not want the competition of a hockey franchise. So he said no, and this is what he wanted. So. Oh, my gosh. uh, And then they built the stadium that he wanted. And then another owner decides – and my beef is, okay, we built you your stadium. If you mm-hmm. want another one, that's on you. It's like the Mariners. If they want another stadium, well, granted, they just came. They just asked the city for more money to upgrade it. You know, like a hundred million dollars, uh, or like the Seahawks. You've got your stadium. You, if you want another one, you, it's on you. You know, yeah. uh, that's just my attitude because we already gave you one. Now it's on you. You know, so yeah, I mean, that- no one's building me a new house. Yeah, uh, so. But yeah, they they wanted to build a new one, and uh, they put the new stadium for the hockey team in the worst part of place in town to put one, just for ease of getting there. It's a nightmare to get to that part of Seattle, especially if you're from like I live south of it. I'm I'm in the south, and uh, but it's a tough area. There's not a lot of parking. It's I mean it's a great area if you live there and you can walk. Uh, cause I dated a, uh, a woman that lived in that area and it was a nightmare just to get to her house. Uh, yeah. and if I didn't have, you know, and if, if I had to park on the street, I mean, I literally could have to sometimes park a mile away from her house and walk wow. back. You know. <laughs> uh, and then they wanted to build a stadium. The guy had, a, they had a guy wanted to build a new stadium in town, uh, over nearby where the Century Link, or now Lumen and the Mariner Stadium are. So, this whole little stadium district and it's a part of the town is called Soto. Uh, but he didn't want to, the city didn't want that. You know, and this guy was one, he wasn't asking for maybe a little uh, deal on buying the land, but he was going to build the stadium himself. You know, they didn't want that. So, they wanted it in the, in the, uh, where the, where the key was. All right, so there it is, which is a nightmare because I don't want to go.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, because it's a nightmare to get to that part of the city.
2: Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's another thing that I feel like wouldn't happen in the, the UK. Like, it's like, I live in Arlington, Texas, and they just, they just opened the new Rangers stadium. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, so there was a vote, I guess, a few years ago where, you know, the taxpayer was going to like raise taxes to pay for the stadium. I was like, so, so we're gonna pay taxes to build the stadium, and then the uh, owners are just gonna keep all the profits. I don't know. It just yeah, seems crazy. that's how.
1: You've just yeah. discovered the. That's how it works.
2: Yeah, I. just don't I, I see that happening in the UK. I mean,
1: I mean, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't
2: mind having a, a ballpark, you know, five, fifty minutes away, but still, I don't know. It just seems kind of crazy to me.
1: No, and, uh, and
2: they, we're, uh, t- the t- They've been ahead. trying to move
0: the Buffalo Bills back into, the, into the um city. I mean, because the um, Sabres, own, Sabres own both both teams. And they did a really nice kind of district down there by where there's um, Sabres play. It's really awesome. They were to put the Bills, like Kitty Corner, down the way. The Bills oh. stadiums, been, they've, been down, they've been down in Orchard Park since the 70s. It's a mm. relatively new stadium. And um, Ralph is a good stadium. It's a pain to get in and out of because it was built when it was farmland down there, basically. Yeah. They still they the Pagoulas have been trying for almost ten years to get the bills back into downtown. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't get anybody. And th- there's there's enough there's enough empty lots and vacant. Places in in downtown Buffalo to put three fields.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: To put, they, they had to demolish the old the old Sabres stadium just to get parking lots. Yeah. That, well, that was well that took a while because that was asbestos of that one. But that that was from the seventies. Anyway, you know, since we're since you're up against having to get your kids. I want to thank you, Tom, for being on. I will get this out probably by Monday, hopefully, if I remember. Great. But and I'm sure you and I will talk later this month or so and see what we'll see what happens when we get get into the new year for the
2: for the team. Definitely, definitely
1: a full stadium at the Riverside.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All
0: right. Thanks, guys, and
2: we will talk. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys.